Welcome jurors to Dueling Advocates, where everybody gets an advocate. In today's case, we will evaluate whether collecting is a legitimate hobby. And let's just be clear, we don't need to evaluate anything in today's case. That is not a hobby. Collecting, what is collecting? Let's just grab a product for an exorbitant price online that somehow determined extremely valuable by nobody. Let me purchase it, feel good about myself for 20 minutes, but I'm afraid to actually damage it. So I put it down and then never touch it again. Woo. <laughs> no, it's not a hobby. So... It's a legitimate hobby in the sense that a hobby is just something to pass the time that you find entertaining and you can do it, you, you're able to afford it, and you, you enjoy your, your time doing it. What is passing the time? Oh, I went on eBay, yeah. I found it, yeah. I got it, yeah. they shipped it, yep. I looked at it, uh -huh. and then I put it away forever. Exactly. That's not a hobby. It's called shopping. Yes. There's already a term for it. It's shopping, and shopping is a hobby. So whether you want to call it collecting or shopping, shopping is just a portion of the hobby of collecting. So first, you have to have an already inherent interest in the items that you are collecting or shopping for. Then you research them. Maybe you learn about the history about it, or maybe you look for the best one, or you, maybe you look for one that's rare. And part of uh, the fun of the hobby is the hunt. Same reason people go hunting. It's not only because they, they need the meat. I'm sure most hunters can afford to go to the grocery store as well, but they like the activity of doing the, the hunt. And then you find the product, then you haggle a little bit for the price. Because usually collectibles are not just flat-out purchases. Maybe it's something you're buying from a private party because they don't make it anymore. So you get to haggle a little bit. That's more fun. Then you get to finally make the purchase. Then it arrives. Then you get to open the package. Crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. You, that's why there's a million unboxing videos mm -hmm. on, on the internet. Mm -hmm. And then, then you look at the product. You inspect it. Is it exactly the way that, that, that I wanted it to be, that the seller stated it was going to be in? Yes, it's perfect. <gasps> look at this inscription that it has on there. That means that this is the one from 1902 and it was part of this war. It's mm -hmm. all interesting. And then, sure, you can just put it away for all of eternity and never touch it again. Or, like most collectors, they will put it somewhere. Maybe in a place of honor in their house, like on the mantle, so they can always look at it. Or they, they do put it away, and then they revisit it every so often. Or maybe they collect it because it's part of some other thing that they do, and they need to reference it every once in a while. Like those people who do uh, props for movies. They collect all sorts of random things, Americana, antiques, things from around the world, because they never know what movie they're going to be working on, and then they, they need to use that item in the background or something for that time period. I loved that example. I think it was beautiful. Well, you know what I took from that? Your happiness and everything that was there, how much you really love what you're saying. And that's, that's pretty awesome. You know, it kind of fed the energy into me right now where I say, you know what? Shopping is your hobby. Haggling is your hobby. Getting that fancy deal is your hobby. Then when it comes to your house and you take it and you just put the junk away, that's just hoarding. So you have a hobby, a shopping, and a hoarding habit ah, is what I'm seeing. But when you combine them all together, it's called collecting. It's hoarding. <laughs> and when you do it all at the same time, it's called collecting. But when you do it 
and you sell what you've just done to the public for their viewing pleasure, it's also called museum curating. Oh, oh, perfect. The way you sell it. And I love it because you never sell it. Because you which is why, Which is why if you don't sell it, you're called a collector. And when you do sell it, you're called a museum curator. So when you don't sell it, you're called a hoarder. For example, Jay Leno, right? He collects all sorts of cars. But he marketed it to the public. He lets them see it. So now he's... He, he might still be called a collector just for the fun of it on the show or whatever, but he's technically a museum curator. And at no point is it a hobby. Him driving the car is the hobby, driving all these cars. And driving, I can see being a hobby. You take it and you just put your baseball cards in a container and you close said container, you throw it in a corner, or you take the baseball card, you put it up on the wall, congratulations, you've collected it. That's not a hobby. That's not a hobby. Well, not, not anymore because nobody watches baseball, but Jay Leno will be the first person to tell you that, yeah, that's his hobby. He enjoys finding the car, buying the car, fixing the car up, driving the car, keeping the car. Oh, Yes. Showing other people the car. It's the showing other people the car part that makes him more like a museum curator because he's making a profit off of mm -hmm. it. But yes, up until that point, which he didn't do always, right? So he was a collector up until however many years ago when he started showing it off, and then he became mm -hmm. the museum curator. So, good. I will say he is collecting it, hoarding these cars, whatever, however you want to call it. Uh -huh. But ultimately, it sounds to me like he enjoys shopping for cars. So... Rich guy has a hobby of spending money. I'll give you that. Okay, look, not every collection involves shopping. So there are people who have collections of Civil War uh, artifacts. And the way that they get these artifacts is they go metal detecting in the middle of the forest, wherever they, they heard historically that there was a battle. Mm -hmm. And then they find those objects. They, they didn't shop. They didn't do the, any of the other precursors to, to the object. And then they, they put them in their house and they display them. They talk about them. They go on the forums and, and be like, is this really the one from this battle or, or am I mistaken? Or is it just a rock? And they have fun doing that as a, as a collectible hobby. So you said metal detecting right now. Yeah. That's the hobby. He goes out metal detecting. Sounds fun as a hobby. He goes onto the forum to argue about it. Arguing's a great hobby. I mean, I hear... I don't, I don't see the issue there because even metal detecting would also be a non-shopping collectible hobby because you can metal detect for Civil War stuff, but you can also metal detect on the agree. beach for whatever it is that you I find agree. at all. I agree. Metal detecting's a great hobby. I think metal detecting is a hobby. Yes, but it's the and, precursor to the collecting. And, and arguing, I think, is also a hobby. I mean, you can make a business out of it. So, so you, so you just admitted. Another. So you just admitted that collecting but is a legitimate no, hobby. But collecting, the act of just taking it putting it down, and never looking at it again, that part's hoarding. That's the hoarding part. It's not just hoarding, and I explained to you why. Because people like to look at the... The things that they've collected are things that give them pleasure. Just looking on something isn't a hobby. Hold on. The whole thing is the hobby. Okay? But even if you just want to skip to the end, yes, just looking at it can be a hobby. People can make a hobby out of watching movies. People can make a hobby out of watching the, the beautiful pinup art that of, of the women you know that, that were sitting on cars and in bikinis and stuff like that. Yes, you can have a hobby that is just visual. The, the magic eye artwork where you have to stare at it for hours. That could be your hobby. So yes, collecting involves some visual enjoyment depending on what it is that you're collecting. But yes, it, it's still a hobby. No, 
here's the thing. You know what I like? I like golf. I'm pretty good at golf. I play golf a lot. Mm -hmm. I've won a few small tournaments, nothing of note, and I have collected a few trophies. Golf is my hobby. Those trophies just got collected. The trophies aren't the hobby. Exactly. The, the trophies are just sort of like a consequence of the hobby exactly. that you... Exactly. Yes, hold on. It's a consequence of what you did. In the same way as when you're doing the hobby of whittling wood, the little piece, the wood chips that fall to the ground are just a consequence of what you were enjoying doing. Exactly. However, in the case of a collector, it's the actual objects that they are going out of their way to go and get that gives them the enjoyment and that makes it the center of their hobby. And it is not. It is just in your case with your clear examples. The actual points where you're actually having the most fun is the obtaining of the item. So the collectible itself isn't the hobby. It's the act of getting these collectibles or what you do after you've obtained the collectible, which apparently has nothing to actually do with the collectible. Boasting about it, arguing about it, actually going out and trying to find it. Those are the exciting part. Metal working sounds but or people, metal detecting sounds like a great hobby. But people actually enjoy possessing these items. They like knowing that what they have is scarce and special and that they're the ones that have it. A absolutely. Absolutely. I can see that the, the object itself, though, is not the hobby. Yes, that's a hobby is the entire uh, scenario. It's everything that brings you enjoyment. If your hobby, for example, your, your golf is your hobby, you'll say mm -hmm. that it's just golf that's your hobby, but it's really the whole thing. It's the competition of it, which is why you ended up with a trophy. Mm -hmm. It's driving to the to the tournament, knowing that you have your golf clubs in, in the trunk. It's shopping for the, the perfect club that fits your needs. It's going to a beautiful golf course and feeling all hoity-toity as if you're above everybody else, even though you're just a loser that plays golf, and, and all that. And it's similar with, with collecting. You, you have an actual interest in the item. The item itself in your presence brings you pleasure, regardless of anything else. But you can, if you want, include all of the extraneous um, effort that you put into obtaining that item as part of the hobby. But at the end of the day, all these things that I described and just called the hobby is collecting. No, what you're describing right now is hoarding. And you're saying hoarding's a hobby, which, you know what, if you want to think that, sure, I think it's actually just an illness. Well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the difference between hoarding and collecting, okay? Collecting, we've already described it, okay? It's a specific thing, it brings you pleasure, you do it in moderation, because obviously you can't fill up your entire house with whatever it is you're collecting, otherwise, yes, you're also a hoarder. The hoarding is different, because the motivations for doing it are different, what you gain from it is different, and the outcome, uh, the consequences are different. So when you hoard, it's usually based on a fear. And in addition to the fear, an anxiety that you feel in the sense that you, you feel like when, when something goes missing or you're going to throw something away, that you, you lose something, that you lost. Because when you take a loss on something, like let's say you buy something from the internet or TV or whatever, and it arrives, and you don't like it, you can't return it. A lot of people are able to just, you know, give it away, throw it away, and, and feel like, ah, oh, well, you know, I lost 20 bucks, no big deal, I'll never do that again, or whatever, and, and 
That's it. But hoarders, on the other hand, they don't like that feeling that that it was a loss, that it was a mistake, because they feel embarrassed by it. They feel like it's it's inefficient just to, to throw away the money, all that stuff. And all of those those feelings are keeping them from releasing that product. Unless, of course, you know, maybe if they were able to sell it or something like that, they, they would get rid of it because it satisfies those emotions that they're having. In addition to that, they they do this for anything. It's not a specific set of items that brings them pleasure like a collector. It's this this goes across the board for anything and it's not pleasure that they're after. They're just trying to prevent the bad feelings, which is why they can't throw away a sandwich or or an old paper bag or anything because they they feel they they take that that sentiment of uh, waste not want not to a whole other level. It's just it's just a, a slight obsession combined with a little bit of fear and anxiety and not wanting to waste because they they fear that at some point we're gonna go through a, a time of um, of less. You know, you 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 don't have as much food, money, whatever, whatever it is. We're gonna go through some sort of a famine or something, and and they don't want to throw anything away. The problem is, is that they're not doing it in a logical manner because it's all based on their fears. They're not really saying like, I'm going to store food that is storable, like beans, dried beans in a Mylar bag, in a five gallon bucket, in my pantry, out of the way, I can still use my house and function as a normal person, I have a firearm, I have a fire extinguisher, I have uh, you know, a couple days worth of water, I have you know, two extra gallons of gasoline in the backyard in case I need it, and you know, I'm good. It's not like that. They're, they're not thinking logically about the situation. They have the fear, but they haven't applied it correctly to what they're facing. It's a sad state of affair. I, I try my best to help those people whenever I run into them, but it's not the same as collecting because they do not look at their items and say, they bring me pleasure because I'm interested in every single one of these items. They look at them as, as if it's a failure if I let it get thrown out. It's, it's admitting that I failed in that purchase, that it was a mistake to do that, or that I may not be able to buy it again in the future when I need it. That's what's happening. Okay, so there's an excitement of keeping it and not failing by letting it out. But you said obsession, fear, and overall anxiety. Was that it? Obsession, fear, and what was that third one? They, they have fear, anxiety, and, and they believe that we're, we're going to face some sort of a... A, a depression or something where we may not be able to get these items again in the future. Okay, so obsession, like obsessing over a baseball card or a lock or whatever it is, uh-huh. an object of little to no value printed on a piece of paper and then the fear of someone else getting it, it may be the last one. You may never get a chance to get it again. Mm-hmm. So you buy it up yeah. and then never letting it go because, hey, you may never get one like that again. Mm-hmm. So you start collecting all of these things, even though you know it will never end. These baseball cards will never stop getting printed. These Paintings will never stop getting made. These objects won't ever stop, but you'll never let it go because of the obsession, the fear, and the anxiety of never getting it. So, but that's the difference. Sounds to me like because the collector. Well, remember, so one is operating off of that distinct fear for any item. There, there is no distinction. If I walk into your house and there is 
a hundred thousand cards to the point where I can't step anywhere in your house. I don't care if it's one item or a hundred different items. You've become a hoarder. You're just hoarding items you like, okay. whereas the other person is hoarding everything. Listen, obviously, right? If you take whatever item you're interested in and you, you purchase it to the extent where you're not even discriminating between the, the types of items that you're buying, because even if you're buying baseball cards or whatever, most people who... Nobody, let's talk about something else. Nobody buys baseball cards anymore, right? Like, <laughs> like paintings from from artists that sure, you know, paintings. you're waiting to die to sell it for 10 times the price. Yeah, when, when you're collecting paintings, you're going to collect not just paintings that you like, but also paintings that are somehow special, right? You don't want, to, most people who collect paintings, they're, they're not going to collect uh, some sort of a print that, that you see in every restaurant as part of their decor or something like that. Right. They're going to go after something special, something that, that has meaning to them, that is one of a kind, something of, of that nature. And those are limited in supply, and they're only, only going to buy as many as they can actually take care of. The moment you have so much of something that you can't take care of it, it means you weren't actually discriminating between which ones brought you pleasure and which ones didn't. You were just buying just for the sake of buying, and, and you ended up a little bit as a hoarder. But if you buy specific things like basketball cards, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. When people buy basketball cards, they're usually not out to buy, you know, when they buy one of those bricks that comes with like 400 cards or something like that, they're not out for all the cards. They're looking for a specific player and they realize that that brick probably cost 40 bucks worth of cards. And maybe there's a 25% chance that the player they're after is in that brick. And so they spend $40 on it. Versus if they tried to buy the specific card that they were after, it may cost $200 because it's a popular player or something like that. So they'd rather just take their chances for 40 bucks. So they look, they look through the cards. Let's say they don't even find their player. Okay, they're going to get rid of these cards. They're going to put them up for sale so that somebody else can take a shot with maybe a different player that they, they were interested in or something like that. And, and that's the end of the, the discussion for that. And he's going to move on to try to find the player that he's after. And the same with any other type of collection. Jay Leno. Jay Leno has so many cars, it would fill up a million hoarders' homes. But he has the ability to store them in a way that he's not a hoarder. It's a beautiful collection because it's stored appropriately. That's the difference. Hoarders are doing... Uh, they, they have some logic there, but they're doing it in an illogical way. They're letting fear override the, the logic. Whereas a collector is still in control of their faculties and they just enjoy the items that they're collecting. And you know what? I like the way you put it because you have the collector that goes for one and then you have the collector that wants to have all of it. So one of each type. So if you think of baseball or basketball or any of these cards per se, and sometimes it just turns into a collecting cards obsession. Yes. But outside of that, but... that person is still a collector when he collects every single card and then you see him take the card and put it in the folder, closes the binder, moves, start collecting something else. Mm -hmm. It's shopping that's the hobby at that point. He just wants the fascination but he still... of shopping around and, and having a hard time obtaining it. Kind of like You're just a... saying that there's two hobbies then. Because he has the shop shopping hobby, but he also has the collecting hobby. Because it's... he's not throwing away the cards he already it's bought. It's like the painting... When you collect all these paintings, as you said, collecting, 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 and then all those paintings just sit in a corner in your house, storing up, and you never actually look at it. Tons of people you'd call collectors 
get to the point where they're just storing the painting. They've bought it. They put it down. They looked on it once. Never looked at it again. They're hoarders. Okay, so so two things, right? They, like I said, they enjoy knowing that they have those special items because there are times where you may not look at something sentimental for years, but then you feel sentimental. And you look at it, and that's why you never threw it away in the first place, because you knew that day it was going to come. And two, if you are the kind of collector who wants one of each, of, of everything that's available in that, that genre of your collection, that's perfectly fine. And that person, if they're logical, they'll collect as many as they possibly can w without destroying the rest of their life. So what's, what's their end goal then in, if they want to get everything that they want? They need more resources, like Jay Leno. Jay Leno wanted one of every car. So what did he do? He made millions of dollars. He went ahead and bought a huge garage, like you would find in, in a, an apartment building or something. But he uses it just for his collection, and nobody looks at him as a hoarder. He's a wonderful collector. Oh, he is an absolute hoarder. All those cars... That will never be driven again. He that will them. never be used again. He has the ones that he'll drive some once and never drive them again. They'll sit in there and collect dust forever. That's only because humans only live so long and have so much time in a day. But he wants the option that if on this day, at this time, he feels the need to drive this car or this car matches the event that he's going to perfectly or his guest that he's having on the show or at his home really enjoys this type of car, he likes having that option to go and use it. Just like the hoarder that didn't want to get rid of the product on the small chance that in the future they may need that sandwich. But the difference is, is that one has the logic to not let it interfere with their life, and the other one lets it fill up their house to the point where they can't even enjoy the items that they've hoarded. I think they both, I think it affects both their lives. I mean... Well, it, one, it enriches their life, and the other one, it's a detriment to their life. So when you collect, you're enriching your life because you like what you're collecting. The other person may or may not like what they're hoarding, but they've hoarded so much of it that even the items themselves don't survive and their life is ruined because they can't use their bathroom or their kitchen or anything else. It may not enrich their life at all. You have people that will spend thousands on credit card and accrue debt to try and collect stuff. So it doesn't enrich their life. They end up homeless and losing the very things that they're trying to collect. So no, it doesn't necessarily enrich your life at all. It may make your life Worse, in both cases, it may be a But that has nothing to do with whether or not collecting is a hobby or not. You're, you're just, it's not a hobby. You're That's just, my point. You're just pointing out scenarios that could happen to anybody for any reason. At any moment, anything can happen. Anybody can make a bad decision nope. that will cause them to lose their home and, and be out on the street or anything like that. I'm just saying everything you're saying. Between hoarder exists with collectors because collecting is hoarding. And the act of shopping for it is the hobby. Listen, just because you can point to a couple similarities between something doesn't mean that they're the exact same thing. Just because you, you can say that the race car driver is driving on a road, therefore, you know, he's, he's just a regular car driver, and the person who drives to work drives in a car and means he's a race car driver. No. There are distinct differences that makes one one thing and the other the other thing. You, just because there's a similarity. Look, we're all human. So does that mean that everything one human does is the same as, as what the other human does? No, th there's differences. These are the nuances that we get to enjoy of, of the tapestry of life. Perfect. And I like the way you said it, but at the end of the day, swimming's a hobby. Soccer is a hobby. Gaming's a hobby. 
Arguing's a hobby. Shopping's a hobby. Just having a collection of things is not a hobby. It's a hobby because when you collect them, you take care of them, you enjoy looking at them, you, you use them if it's something usable, you share the information with, with friends and family. When they come over, they see it. It's a talking point. Hanging with friends, yes. That's a hobby. It's two hobbies at that point. It's the collecting and it's the, the having the friend come over. No, no. Yeah. I can't say that we'll never meet on this one at any point. So you go on with your hoarding and I'll focus on actual hobbies. Was your favorite advocate arguing on your behalf or have you discovered a new respect for the opposite view?